What's up, guys? We have got some fantastic and dastardly stories. In Tennessee, this is the TenCon Big 7. As you can see, we are not in our normal studio. I've got my Let's Go Brandon tank top on. I'm trying to get out of town to go uh, for a backpacking trip uh, deep in the Cahutta wilderness. So we're doing this a little early. I'm doing it in my office. The acoustics probably aren't that awesome, but I hope you'll hang in there with me. Do leave in the comments section what you think about these stories. Do share this particular broadcast in all of the conservative groups, and I'll tell you why. We've got some dastardly things uh, going on in the Republican Party, in my opinion, that do not smell right, and I think we need to get the word out about it, and I'm depending on you to do it organically. Go fight big tech censorship by subscribing to our free e-newsletter at TennesseeConservativeNews.com. Uh, and you got that subscribe button is right there. It's easy. You just poke that puppy, and we will send you the news at 1130-ish every day uh, with our news headlines. Now, I know we do things a little informally here. We are not the media people. Uh, we are just conservative citizen journalists that are fed up with the fact that our state, although it looks conservative on the outside, is mainly ran by left-leaning corporatists. And it's a big issue. It's kind of like what it says in the Bible. We are but whitewashed tombs in many ways. Everything looks real pretty on the outside, on social media and everywhere else. Meanwhile, when you get really into it, there's lots of corruption. Hey, don't just follow us on Facebook. You may be watching this uh, on that platform. Do go to the free speech platforms such as Parlor Me, We Get Her Gab, Truth, Rumble. Let's go on to the stories. First story. Architect of Biden's anti-MAGA speech sits on UT Civics Institute board. Doesn't surprise me. Nothing uh, related to higher education in the UT system surprises me anymore. UT System President Randy Boyd recently appointed John Meacham, a visiting professor and co-chair of Vanderbilt University's project on unity and American democracy as a board member of the university's Institute for American Civics. Meacham is also one of the architects behind Joe Biden's speech that labeled MAGA Republicans, like you and me, a threat to America. Why is it that conservatively funded universities put these left-leaning ideologues in charge? I don't know. You'd have to, you'd have to ask the legislature. You'd have to ask Bill Lee. Uh, the buck stops somewhere. This is what we're getting. Uh, back to the story. Meacham helped frame Biden's speech during its development over a period of three weeks, and has worked with Biden on other speeches, including those leading up to the 2020 presidential elections. Biden's anti-MAGA speech referenced uh, to the soul of the United States, which is coincidentally uh, the theme of a book by Meacham entitled The Soul of America, The Battle for Our Better Angels. Meacham has given significant praise to Biden because he's doing such a good job. Economy's fantastic. Uh, his idea of what needs to be going on in the schools in a, in a moral way, uh, schools that are failing, has been awesome. Our energy policy has been fantastic. I, I agree with Meacham here. Biden is just knocking it out of the park. Back to the story. Meacham has given significant praise to Biden on the agendas and supported by far-left Democrats, including uh, the $1.2 trillion infrastructure plan, which is just wasted money, to drive inflation. We just keep printing this money. That's fine. That's good. He has also asserted that the nation's founding fathers had a desire for radical concepts like the 1619 uh, Project and Critical Race Theory to be part of a national conversation. So glad we've got these people in our UT system. 
Following the banning of critical race theory by the Tennessee legislature, Meacham said, in 1925, we decided not to teach uh, another theory called evolution. And that didn't work out very well in the long term. So whenever the Tennessee legislature gets into trying to ban free speech and the exploration of new ideas, we should get very wary. He went on to the, uh, to the state that the prevailing conversation has been out of whack uh, for more than two and a half centuries with the prevailing white narrative. You know, if you said the prevailing black narrative, if you tried to say that black people systematically did something terrible to some other race or anything, or if you just pointed out some of the things that are like statistically proven, uh, you would just be called a racist. You'd just be called a racist or an Uncle Tom, depending on your skin color. They just kind of hold, hold up the little test there to see which race card they're going to play. Next story. Tennessee Secretary of State and Elections Coordinator will not intervene in the nullification of state election results. On September 7th, the Tennessee GOP State Executive Committee, or SEC, uh, made the unprecedented decision to invalidate committeeman-elect Mark Pulliam's write-in win for District 2 SEC State. So, people voted in Blunt and Polk counties to elect this man to this office, and the SEC said, eh, we don't like the way you voted. We're going to disenfranchise you. That's essentially what this comes down to. Why? Well, you're about to find out. And it's all very murky, and it's all very muddy, and I can't get a response from Scott Golden or the communications chair about these situations. So when the Tennessee Republican Party asks you to donate money to them, you might ask them before you give, why won't you give a reply to a simple, straightforward question issued by our only conservative media outlet that's 100% focused on the volunteer state. Why will you give quotes to left-leaning, corporately-funded uh, media outlets who hate Republican values, but you won't talk to the largest conservative news alternative in the state? You might want to ask them that, and then maybe don't donate. Just don't donate. That's a good way to do it. This is it. In a 25-13 to 13 vote in favor of invalidating the election... The SEC focused on Pulliam not paying a $100 fee uh, by the due date, ignoring the fact that the GOP's political director had previously told him it was not required for his write-in candidacy. And I sat in on this meeting. I've said this previously. It was ugly. It was nasty. It reminded me of what happens when you give somebody an orange vest and a little bit of authority. Their worst inclinations are on display. Because you get a little power when you don't have much in life, and you just try to force it on people. It's really unfortunate. Pulliam stated that the TRP, Tennessee Republican Party, now appears to deny that the communication took place on July 15, 2022. I notified the TRP's political director, Tyler Burns, by telephone regarding my writing candidacy. No objection was made and no action was taken until after the election. This is ridiculous. After the election, when I received the email from the TRP, uh, Chairman Scott Golden dated August 22, 2022, citing various issues. Now, a couple of people I talked to on the SEC said, well, he should have documented it in an email. He should have had to cover his butt, blah, blah, blah. We're in a litigious society, etc. To me, if you call the Tennessee Republican Party and you get an answer over the phone, you should count on it being true. If we can't verbally communicate and tell the truth and stand by it and, and, and serve people who are trying to run for office and be clear and transparent and above board, like, what are we doing? You shouldn't have to do that, in my opinion. Back to the story. Following the decision by the SEC to nullify the election results, Pulliam reached out to the office of the Tennessee Secretary of State, Trey Hargett, along with the Tennessee Election Coordinator, Mark Goins, for their immediate consideration and action. 
uh, on the issue that calls into question the integrity of the elections in volunteer state. However, Goins replied that neither he nor the Secretary of State will intervene, calling the matter an internal intra-party dispute. The takeaway from this communication is basically that a lawsuit has to be filed for, for Mr. Goins um, to receive, in my opinion, his due as the elected SEC committeeman. Now, a couple other points. There's been so much confusion and mishandling of the bona fide process by the Tennessee Republican Party. I sent an email to Scott Golden, which I never expect to get back. That's fine. That's how he does it. You know, They like to keep things hidden and then do things in the dark and then hope that people don't see it. And said, basically, y'all are stepping all over yourself and, and getting a real bad reputation among conservatives in the state for doing things that are a little underhanded because of the way you do it. Why don't you just put together a very simple one-pager that tells people specifically and only what they have to do to be qualified and by when with a little tutorial video and maybe a form that people could fill out way in advance of when they need to so that they can get some kind of approval or disapproval so that we don't have all this ugly-looking stuff and we're not invalidating elections. The other thing that I think is very interesting, in the footnotes of the TRP bylaws, it says this, and you tell me how you read this. The SEC committee read it a different way. You have a brain. You tell me how this is read. And this is talking about a footnote regarding uh, the, the subsequent primaries that have to be voted in. In this footnote, and this is from Article 3, Section 1A of the TRP bylaws, it says, Pursuant to the minutes from the December 3, 2011 SEC meeting, the phrase referencing the last three Republican primaries in his county of residence was approved with the understanding, listen to this, that it would not require one to have voted in three primaries in the same residence. This allows for an individual to have moved from county to county and state to state. It's in the footnotes. And I reached out to Scott Golden about this, never got a reply. I reached out to the communications director, a communications director that will not reply to a conservative news outlet. Very strange for a Republican organization, in my opinion. And couldn't get a reply. I did get a reply from an SEC member, uh, and it was... Well, I'm going to try to make a motion to clarify the language. I don't think the language needs to be clarified. It seems like the language is very clear in the bylaws when Mr. Pulliam ran and probably a lot of other folks, but maybe it was ignored. Maybe it was ignored. Maybe maybe the bylaws are used uh, by the letter when it's convenient and when there's no animosity. There's a, there's a burr under a lot of people's saddle because Mr. Pulliam, like a lot of conservatives, have been critical of Republicans, and they act like if you're critical of Republicans, it disqualifies you from running. I would like to see a state party that stood on principle and platform and not personality. That's just my opinion. Next story. Before I move on, this is hilarious. I talk to some people sometimes, like Todd Gardenhire, and they always like to discredit our news publication. I guess because we're not a left-leaning, corporately funded uh, news publication. Because we do it, we're just regular people that have jobs that see that things aren't uh, as they appear, and we're trying to shine a light on it. Uh, I don't take a paycheck doing this. And they said, well, I don't know that you're reporting in your little blog. Yeah, little blog. We reach more conservatives than anybody else in the state, and we grow all the time. Share this in the conservative groups. Get this message out there. Help us find more subscribers. If we had more conservatives on our e-newsletter, if we had more conservatives that listen to this podcast, watch these videos, they would not go to the polls and continue to vote for folks that say one thing and do another. We need new party leadership up and down the line. 
That's the only conclusion that I can draw after covering this since October of 2020. We need new leadership. All right, far left cancel culture attempts to deny conservative students opportunity to learn more about American values. Turning Point USA Made in America tour was scheduled to make a stop in Nolansville High School prior to backlash from the far left calling for cancellation. It's a good old American uh, foundational principle is that we're against free speech. Oh no, it's in the First Amendment. The freedom to assemble, you can't stop the press, etc. Although I'm sure the Republican Party would love to stop the press. They, they, in a way, they censored conservative groups with the uh, incumbent protection bill. It is so funny to see Republicans push for censorship and then deny bills in the legislature that would uh, open up free speech on social media platforms in Tennessee. This is where we are. I don't know if we're switching places with the Democrats on free speech in many ways. Back to the story. Several far-left groups called for the cancellation on social media, which prompted Williamson County Schools to say that the event taking place in Nolansville High School was false information and that the event was never approved. The event was not only advertised by local Tennessee groups, but on the TPUSA website and their social media platforms, making the denial about uh, WCS seem suspicious. Further, it appears that Nolansville High School chapter of TPUSA had done their due diligence to ensure that the event was above board by stating that permission slips were required for the event attendance in their flyer. A Tennessee conservative subscriber tells us the left has gone insane and the poor kids who run the TPUSA chapter and NHS are in the crossfire. My family and friends are getting harassed at school for being a part of this organization. It's terrible. WCS uh, board uh, district sportsperson Carol Birdsong said that the decision uh, to not approve the event was made at the administrative level, stating that the school leadership was following school board policy and says that only nonpartisan political events are allowed. I'm sure there are no partisan teaching in WCS. I'm sure they don't push any left-leaning ideologies. I'm sure they won't slip that. I'm sure it's not in their curriculum either. Moms for Liberty is exposed that it is, and it continues to be. We have received confirmation that the event is still on. It will just uh, it will not be held at NHS. TPUSA's coordinator of the event will tell us it is now being held at Franklin uh, Cool Springs, uh, Hilton Franklin Cool Springs in Franklin on December twenty uh, first. Link to purchase tickets is available in the article on our website. I'm sure. I'm sure. Get your kids out of these awful, awful, failing public schools as quickly as you can, and then push in the next legislative session for school choice. These people are tyrants. And we need to quit sending our kids uh, to Rome for their education and then wonder when they come back, as Vody Bauckham says, worshiping Caesar. I'm paraphrasing. They come back Roman when you send them to Caesar for their education. I'm sorry. It's just, it's gone. All right, guys, listen. You ain't going to get this news anywhere else. Go look for it. Go look for it. Somebody that, that gives you the straight news. Uh, from a conservative perspective, uh, without kowtowing uh, for the money that would come from corporate media. Well, guess what? Because we don't kowtow to corporate media, we have to depend on you to support us. And we've only got about 4% of our subscribers. I think we're pushing that 4% mark right now that actually support our publication. And if you're listening to this, chances are you're in that 96% that doesn't, at least a few of you. Please, 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 if you want to see our publication continue, if you want conservative uh, news, we've only got two media outlets in this state that cover conservative news, and we're the only one that covers it extensively in Tennessee, the only one, and we're only uh, focused on Tennessee exclusively. So if we go away and you wonder, oh, what happened, and just it, it would be because you sat on your wallet or your purse uh, and you didn't give. So go to tennesseeconservativenews.com slash support 
And when you give, I don't have my props here. We will send you two uh, bumper stickers. One of them says, just close your eyes and visualize it. Not if you're driving, but close your eyes and visualize it. One of them says, uh, proud Tennessee conservative. The other one says, uh, don't California, my Tennessee. And if you give $50 or more or a recurring donation of of fifty of $10 or more, we will send you this uh, proud Tennessee conservative tumbler. Now, we've got this presently uh, in, in invisibility mode. There's, there's liquid in there. If you listen, you can kind of hear it sloshing around. But it is beautiful. It is spectacular. Uh, very sturdy. Uh, and it does have invisible mode if you press the right button and say the incantation on the bottom. Uh, sometimes it makes it easy to misplace, though. So don't leave your Tennessee conservative mug uh, in invisible mode because, indeed, you will lose it. Uh, and you may trip over it later, and then the contents will spill all over the place. TennesseeConservativeNews.com slash support. Do go there and give. Next story. Tucker Carlson slams Governor Lee for being soft on crime. Following the kidnapping and murder of kindergarten teacher and mother Eliza Fletcher, preceding the gunning down of four victims and the injuries of three in a mass shooting event, Fox Nation's Tucker Carlson laid much of the blame at the feet of Tennessee Governor Bill Lee and his soft on crime policies. On a show, Carlson reiterated the fact that Fletcher's murder, uh, murderer, uh, Clothia Abston, had been recently released early from state prison for a previous crime and was not under supervision or parole at the time of his attack on Fletcher. The suspect in the shooting was also released early due to a plea bargain. Carlson said the governor of Tennessee, believe it or not, is a Republican. I don't believe it, Tucker. I mean, he's a Republican and ran once. He is not conservative. He walked all over everybody's constitutional rights uh, during COVID uh, for federal money, for corporate money. Uh, he is pro-illegal immigration. As far as I can tell, he put in a legal immigrant uh, center where kids were molested and lost five minutes from my house down the road here and acted like he hadn't have anything to do with it. He has not given school choice to people as he promised, real school choice. He has not stood by people's constitutional rights. He's a corporatist. He's not, not a conservative Republican as, as most people think. He is a corporatist. Back to the story. Called Bill Lee uh, ran out ran on a platform of criminal justice reform. That means letting violent people out of prison early. These Republicans that get on this, let's release the bad people so they can kill, murder, rape the good people, steal from, etc., sell drugs to. I don't get it. Back to the story. Back to the quote by by uh, Tucker. Quote. In pursuit of that effort, he recently decided to endorse the so-called Truth in Sentencing Bill, which would have required people convicted of violent crimes to serve their sentences. As Lee said last year, quote, there are too many people in prison who don't need to be there. Carlson even called Governor Lee a liberal. He ain't far off, and I'm not the only one. The, the sad part is we've got so many low-information voters in Tennessee, they don't know that we've really got corporatists in all branches of the government, and we've got to turn out uh, to vote two years from now, we're going to wind up early to try to change some of this. Earlier this year, House Speaker Cameron Sexton, Lieutenant Governor Randy McNally, sponsored a bill to require that violent criminals serve 100% of the prison sentences. The aim of the new legislation was to keep most dangerous criminals from reoffending by keeping them behind bars. The legislation faced significant opposition from the Lee administration, but Lee has yet to veto any bills he doesn't agree with, so instead he lets it go uh, without a signature, like he wouldn't sign the natural immunity bill. He thinks that you should be forced to be vaccinated in certain situations and that your natural immunity should not uh, give you any type of protection for your own uh, conscience. It's amazing. And I voted for the guy. I'll, I won't do it again. It, and fortunately, we don't, we don't have any alternatives. 
During a press conference, Lee touted some of the laws that he assigned, including requiring mandatory supervision for offenders on release of prison and heightening penalties for gun violent crimes. Lee said, the past three years we have made some significant steps towards strengthening public safety in our state. However, since the TBI's crime statistics database, the crime in volunteer state has increased more than 17% in Lee's inauguration. It's funny. He can increase crime in Tennessee under his tenure, but he can't increase, like, reading rates. Literacy. Like, the number one thing that the governor is really responsible for is the education system. And it's failing miserably, and he keeps covering up for it instead of fixing it. Of note... The anti-crime law passed uh, during Lee's crime uh, office uh, worked retroactively to only apply to future convictions. Next story. Memphis Sites and History Museum wraps up Summer of Pride with Drag Queens. I don't get it. When do we start celebrating strippers? When do we start celebrating strippers as a culture? Not only that, when do we start celebrating men who dress up as women strippers? It is very odd to me. The Memphis Museum of Science and History, wrapping up its Summer of Pride with a drag queen show and dance party to which children are also invited. I don't know who's given to this place, but I'd quit. Mosh has played host to a traveling gay exhibit for the past three months in addition to celebrating with R-rated movies, panelist discussions, and partnership with Rhodes College and 21-plus events, including alcohol and men dressed up as nuns doing lab experiments. This is what a civilization looks like right before it collapses. Rise Up, Stonewall, and the uh, Gay Rights Movement, a national traveling exhibit from Washington, D.C., and the museum's companion exhibit, Memphis Proud, a resilience of Southern gay community, have been open to the public since June. Mosh will hold its First ever Mosh Drag Show on September 23rd. I know all of you are racing to get your tickets. I know I am. The museum says the entire event is family friendly. I'm sure family values is something that they really support and worry about over there. Tennesseans who uh, commented on the event's announcement page asked how drag show was, has anything to do with science or would be appropriate for children. Many parents are also dismayed with the museum's decision uh, as it is a popular location for school field trips. I wouldn't take my kids there. Next story, Metro Council continues to push to aid residents by bypassing state abortion ban. The Metro Council is forbidding law enforcement officials from using license plate readers to enforce laws against abortion. They also decided to defer the allocation of 500000 of Metro funds to go towards a grant to plan parenthood. These are just two of several recent uh, steps that the leadership has taken to give residents a way around the state's recent abortion ban if they, quote, choose to explore any reproductive rights options. The legislation against the use of license plates, readers, or LRPs was approved last Tuesday's meeting in the ban. Uh, law enforcement officials from using technology for the purposes of assisting with law, uh, enforcing laws, outlawing abortion, or outlawing interstate travel to obtain abortion. There's no law in Tennessee that would currently make it a criminal offense to travel out of state for an abortion, but pro-life advocates have indicated they will seek to have this added in later legislative sessions. Metro Council also choose to defer their plans to provide 500,000 uh, grant to Planned Parenthood. The vote on this plan will now likely take place during the October 4th meeting. It is amazing. That's Nashville. Sodom and Gomorrah meets Hee Haw. Next story. Tennessee supply chain issues likely to be increased by looming railroad strike. Ah, I don't know if John Henry would approve of this. It looks like Tennessee companies could be facing additional supply chain issues as railroad workers prepare for a nationwide strike. 
Andy Borchers, a business professor at Lipskin University and expert in the supply chain, said that the strike will be particularly difficult for some businesses because trains are the most effective method for transporting materials such as coal, chemicals, rock, and oil. The strike uh, could involve some 90,000 workers. Many freight companies are already working on plans for where unused trains will be parked during the strike because of leaving them uh, unattended in some areas can pose a hazard. I might light that thing on fire. Who knows? A real strike is about the last thing the economy needs after years of supply chain chaos. Fortress stated, according to the Association of American Railroads, the strike could potentially cost the economy $2 billion per day. Craig Phillips, supply chain expert from Vanderbilt University, says people can expect shortages similar to those seen as a result of a pandemic. That's the news, folks. Boy, I'll whiz through that. What are we doing this weekend? Somebody actually told me, I like it when you say, I like to know what y'all are doing this weekend. It's kind of what you would say on the phone to a friend, you know, because we're not, we're not a real news publication here. We're just a little blog. We're just, you know, just doing our blog thing. And so I guess we, we're going to be informal. We might as well embrace it, right? Because, you know, the, the formal news apparatus is just working so well for conservatives in Tennessee. You get the truth. You get the truth. And when Republicans aren't acting conservative, the left-wing media tells you all about it. They reiterate the principles of conservatism all the time. So if that's what journalism is, by God, you can have it. And you know who I'm talking to. Here we go. What are we doing this weekend? So I am going to pack up a backpack and pretend like I am homeless. Uh, the only difference being, uh, unlike those in our metro area here in Chattanooga, I will clean up after myself. And I will be self-reliant. And I will go do it uh, where you should do it, out in the woods, instead of like on private property or where people are trying to live their lives. I will go out into the woods, and um, and I will camp uh, in the Cahuta Wilderness. It's going to be a good time. I'll go with my father-in-law, Craig. Uh, we are just going to hike in, set up, and then hike around. I don't like setting up the campsite multiple times. And I'm doing this because I have a little teardrop camper that I also do primitive camping in, and I just get tired. It's like four or five hours to get the thing ready, drag it out there takes about four hours to set it up. takes about four hours to break it all down. And it just wears me out. So I'm like, I'm going to put all my stuff in a box. I'm going to get used to doing some backpacking. Uh, I don't know what the wife and the children are going to be doing. I don't really know. I don't know. They'll probably get into some shenanigans of some description. I don't know what you're doing, uh, but that's what I'm doing. And uh, I'm trying to get, get all my work done so that I can move on. Uh, Y'all keep... Uh, Paula, in your prayers, if you would. She has been suffering terribly uh, with a migraine. And uh, so do, do pray for her. Got to get her back on her feet. She's one of our star reporters. And uh, we hope her the very best as she recovers from that. And uh, Jason has been doing some additional heavy lifting. And uh, we're just a small little mighty band, and we've got some freelancers. We've got a lot of citizen journalists uh, that write publications for us and, uh, and send, send in articles, and we appreciate it. Because this is the only way you can do it. Uh, when you don't get left-leaning uh, corporate money to lie through your teeth uh, in exchange for your uh, for your paycheck. So we, need, we depend on people like you uh, to give us uh, $10, $15, $20 a month uh, to just keep everything going. And for those of you who do that, I really appreciate it. And for those of you who haven't quite yet made that leap of faith that we do need conservative journalism to keep Tennessee free, now's the time. Uh, don't, uh, what is it? Uh, don't wait. The time will never be just right. Uh, there's always some reason not to give, not to get involved with your time or your money uh, to advance conservatism or freedom. There's always an excuse, but you can have the excuses or you can have the results. I'd rather have the results because the excuses lead 
to where our country is really headed now. So go to TennesseeConservativeNews.com, hit that support button. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe to our e-newsletter. If you have not, it comes out every day. And we're about to do a little campaign where I'm going to give you something good uh, if you will just give me your mailing address. And I know that sounds crazy to ask somebody for their mailing address, but I'm just nervous that they're going to shut us all down. Uh, we're heading into the elections, and they've shut so many media outlets down, silenced, censored, shadow banned, etc., that if it gets down to it and if I have to mail you a letter... To let you know what's going on, by golly, if we got the money, I'm going to do it because uh, we got to keep keep this thing rolling. Love you, mean it. Hope you have a fantastic weekend. I'm Brandon Lewis with the Tennessee Conservative News, uh, your favorite unprofessional, not news network here in Tennessee. Talk to you next time.